Hi, and welcome to a quick thought episode of the Teach for the Heart podcast, where you'll get a powerful idea or word of encouragement in a short to the point format. Here we go. Today, we're going to talk about what we should do, or maybe better yet, how we should respond when someone in leadership above us makes what we consider to be a poor decision. How do we process that? And where do we go from there? And this is something that I think, especially in the midst of this pandemic, is probably happening to us a lot, where we're looking at you know, we are being affected by decisions in the government level, on the school level, on the church level. There's so many decisions that are being made on a daily basis that affect all of our lives that we don't have control over. And sometimes they might be exactly what we think is the best decision. But sometimes they might not be. Uh, Sometimes those that are making these decisions that directly affect our lives, we might think, man, if I were in leadership, I would make a different decision. I don't really think this is the best decision. I don't really think this is what we should be doing. What do we do with this? Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say that there is a time to give that feedback. So this episode is not necessarily about the physical, what do you do? Um, because sometimes it, I think it really depends on listening to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes there is a space to give feedback, to give some pushback, and to share your concerns and your thoughts. There are other times when the best course of action is to say nothing and to simply um, be supportive of the decision that has been made, even if you don't disagree with it. So I'm not here to tell you which one of those to, to do. That is between you and the Holy Spirit, and I would encourage you to pray about it. But whether you choose to engage or not engage, either way, what's what's really important is that we have the right perspective and mindset on this, because that will inform either one of those. If we do push back or talk to them or share concerns, we'll be doing it from the right attitude. And if we decide that it's best that we just go along with it, we'll be doing that from the right attitude too. So what is that right attitude? It is the attitude of trusting in God and being firmly, standing firmly on his sovereignty. If we don't understand this, then this is going to be really difficult. But if we understand that God is in control and that not only can nothing happen without his allowing it, but he takes even bad decisions and he can redeem them. Let's look at a couple verses. Romans 8, 28. You guys know this one, but sometimes we forget it. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. And then in Genesis 50, 20, which is called the Romans 8, 28 of the Old Testament, Joseph tells his brothers, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring to pass as it is this day to save many people alive. The point of these verses is that even if the decision is the wrong one, which honestly, just a slight aside, 
that is really hard for us to know. We may be sure that we disagree, but nothing about this pandemic is very certain. We're all making our best our best guesses, educated guesses, hopefully, hopefully prayerfully and um, you know, and informed by lots of research and thought, but they're still just our best guesses at what is right. This is unprecedented for everybody. So, first of all, what we think might be a bad decision might actually be the exact right one. But let's assume it is. Let's assume that this is a bad decision, okay? God allowed it. He can change their mind if he wants to. And even if it is a bad decision, he promises to use it for good. God takes bad things and redeems them. He works good out of them. And that's why he doesn't always overturn them. God can overturn evil before it happens or bad choices before they happen. He can do that. And he does it all the time when we don't even know it uh, because it's taking place behind the scenes. So the fact that God has not done that, um, once again, assuming it is a wrong decision, it might've actually been the right decision and we might be wrong, but assuming it was a wrong decision, um, God can still take that and he promises to redeem it, to use it for good. And maybe it's simply to teach us. Maybe we need to learn something from this. I I, th- I hope we can all say we've learned a lot in these past months. They have not been easy, but we're learning a lot and God is using it in our lives. And so uh, we can just trust in him. We can depend on him. We can know that he is in control. And do you see how that changes either response? Whether we choose to engage, to give, you know, to give some pushback, to give feedback to the person in charge. Um, if if that's in a prerogative, obviously we can't give pushback to our governors of our states, but you know, if you have your principal or your church leadership or whoever else your, you know, the situation is about, if you choose to, if you feel that the spirit is leading you to talk with them, then it can be out of an attitude of knowing, hey, God's got this, God's in control. I'm not frantically trying to push my way, right? Because if we're going into that conversation saying, I have to get this done, I have to make this right, that conversation is not going to go well. That is not the right attitude. But if we go into it from a place of peace, knowing that God's in control, and I really think he wants me to say this, and so I'm going to say it kindly and respectfully and with grace, knowing that this is a tough situation, and then I'm going to leave it in God's hands. I'm going to walk away from it, and I'm not going to worry about it. And then, yeah, even if you're—and that's the result either way, right? Whether you end up talking to them or not, you can walk away saying, God is in control. I don't have to like it. I don't even have to think that it's right, but I can just rest in the knowledge that God's in control, that he's going to use it in my life or someone else's life, and that I can just take one day at a time and his grace is enough for me. I hope this has been helpful for you. I would also love to invite you to join our free prayer challenge. It's a great opportunity to just take 21 days and intentionally pray for your students, for your school, for yourself. That is the best answer when we're when we're stressed, when we're frustrated, to just take it to God over and over in prayer. Every time it comes up, every time you're worried about it, just pray about it instead. And the prayer challenge can help you focus uh, your energies in that regard. So simply head to teachfortheheart.com slash prayer challenge, and we will see you there. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.